Welcome back to the MedBullet Step 1 podcast. In this episode, we go over the topic of antigen processing and presentation from the immunology section on MedBullets.com. Let's start this episode with an introduction. Antigens must be presented to the adaptive immune system so that specialized antigen-presenting cells or APCs can activate the immune system so that killer T-cells can monitor the intracellular contents of all cells and so that helper T-cells can be altered to both intracellular and extracellular antigens. Two types of antigens are processed by cells for presentation on the cell surface. These are endogenous antigens and exogenous antigens. Endogenous antigens are proteins produced by the cell. Exogenous antigens are proteins that are taken up by the cell. Both types are linked to major histocompatibility complexes, or MHC, during processing so that they can be stably exported to the cell surface and so that they can be recognized specifically by T-cells. Antigens are presented to two distinct cell populations, including CD4-positive helper T-cells that recognize antigens loaded onto MHC class 2, and CD8-positive killer T-cells that recognize antigens loaded onto MHC class 1. Let's now talk about antigen processing. Antigens must undergo a number of transformations before being presented, including degradation of proteins into component peptides, translocation of the peptides into appropriate compartment, and loading of the peptides onto MHC proteins. The processing of antigens must therefore preserve information about the location from where the antigen originated and the type of response that is required. Let's now discuss in more detail the antigen processing pathways. We'll discuss the various different features of both MHC class 1 and MHC class 2. The features include function, target cell, antigens, degradation, translocation, loading, and defect. First up is function. The function of MHC class 1 is to allow for sampling of intracellular antigens and to signal that a cell is infected or abnormal. The function of MHC class 2 is to allow for sampling of extracellular antigens and to signal that pathogens are within the host. The next feature is target cell. The target cell for MHC class 1 are CD8 positive killer T cells. Remember the rule of 8, MHC1 times CD8 equals 8. The target cell for MHC class 2 are CD4-positive helper T cells. Remember the rule of 8, MHC2 times CD4 equals 8. The next feature is antigens. The antigens involved in MHC class 1 are endogenous antigens. The antigens involved in MHC class 2 are exogenous antigens. The next feature is degradation. MHC class 1 is degraded by proteasomes in the cytosol. MHC class 2 is degraded by proteases in the phagosome. The next feature is translocation. With respect to MHC class 1, translocation is into the endoplasmic reticulum by TAP proteins. With respect to MHC class 2, translocation is into the endosomes after phagocytosis. The next feature is loading. With MHC class 1, antigens directly bind to MHC1. 
with MHC class 2, antigens bind to MHC2 after release of the invariant chain. And the last and final feature is defect. The defect associated with MHC class 1 would be absent CD8 positive activity, and the defect associated with MHC class 2 would be absent CD4 positive activity. Let's now talk about antigen presentation. After processing, antigenic peptides are loaded on surface MHC proteins where T-cell receptors can bind specifically to the peptide, where CD4 and CD8 can bind specifically to the corresponding MHC, and where integrins can bind antigen-presenting cells. Together, this set of interactions allows for specific detection of antigens and activation of T-cells. Okay, so now that we've gone over the major points about this topic, let's go over a few questions to apply the information and get a sense of how this topic has been tested on past exams. First question. A medical researcher is studying the physiology of the immune system in order to better understand the effects of HIV on patients. He isolates a group of cells that are shown by flow cytometry to be positive for the cell surface marker CD8. He then mixes the cell population with a group of infected cells, cross-links extracellular interactions, and immunoprecipitates the CD8 protein. He identifies a protein bound to CD8 that is composed of two chains from an adjacent cell. Which of the following best describes the primary function of the protein that was most likely identified? 1. Binds complement proteins on the cell surface. 2. Binds endogenous peptides that are present in the endosome. 3. Binds endogenous peptides that have been transported by the TAP channel. 4. Binds exogenous peptides that are present in the endosome. Or 5. Binds exogenous peptides that have been transported by the TAP channel. And the correct answer choice is answer choice 3 binds endogenous peptides that have been transported by the TAP channel. These killer T-cell CD8 proteins have most likely bound MHC class 1 proteins that are responsible for binding endogenous peptides that have been transported by the TAP channel. Remember, MHC proteins are expressed on the cell surface and are responsible for displaying peptides to circulating T-cells. MHC proteins are divided into class 1 proteins that bind to CD8 and class 2 proteins that bind to CD4. MHC class 1 proteins are responsible for displaying endogenous peptides in order to detect cells that have been infected by viruses. In order for these endogenous peptides to be loaded onto the MHC class 1 protein, they must first be transported into the endoplasmic reticulum by the TAP channel. Let's now review the incorrect answer choices. Answer choice 1, the binding of complement proteins on the cell surface describes the role of complement degradation proteins such as CD55 and CD59. Answer choice 2, the binding of endogenous peptides that are present in the endosome may occur in cross-presentation on MHC class 2 proteins. Answer choice 4, the binding of exogenous peptides that are present in the endosome describes the normal function of MHC class 2 proteins. 
And finally, answer choice 5, the binding of exogenous peptides that are present in the endoplasmic reticulum can rarely occur on MHC class 1 proteins in cases of retrograde trafficking. However, this represents an extremely small proportion of events. In summary, CD8 proteins bind to MHC class 1 proteins that bind endogenous peptides that have been transported by the TAP channel. Next question. Antigen presentation of extracellular pathogens by antigen-presenting cells requires endocytosis of the antigen, followed by the degradation in the acidic environment of the formed phagolysosome. Should the phagolysosome become unable to lower its pH, what is the most likely consequence? 1. Deficient NK cell activation. 2. Deficient presentation of pathogens to CD4 T cells. 3. Deficient presentation of pathogens to CD8 T cells. 4. Deficient cell extravasation. Or 5. Deficient expression of B7. And the correct answer choice is answer choice 2, deficient presentation of pathogens to CD4 T cells. A defect in antigen processing would result in deficient presentation to CD4 T cells. Remember, the MHC class 2 pathway of antigen presentation begins with pathogen endocytosis by an antigen-presenting cell followed by degradation in the acidic environment of a phagolysosome. The process proceeds with fusion with a vesicle containing MHC2 molecules, leading to the formation of antigen to MHC2 complexes, which are then presented on the surface for contact with CD4 T cells. Let's now review two citations related to this topic. In the first citation, Landsverk et al. discuss how MHC class II molecules are assembled and trafficked to endosomes. Here, they are bound to the foreign peptides which they are meant to present. MHC class II molecules are present exclusively on antigen-presenting cells, while MHC class I molecules are present on all the cells of the body. MHC class I molecules interact with CD8 T cells, while MHC class II molecules interact with CD4 cells. In the second citation, Cooper et al. examine primary immunodeficiencies. They note that disorders of phagocytosis tend to result in presentation in infancy or early childhood as unusually severe infections by common pathogens. Granuloma formation, poor wound healing, and abscess formation are present. Skin, oral cavity, and anorectal infections are common. Let's now review the incorrect answer choices. Answer choice 1, NK cell activation is mediated by a balance of activating signals and inactivating signals associated with MHC class 1 molecules. Answer choice 3, antigen to MHC class 1 complexes are presented to CD8 T cells and are loaded in the endoplasmic reticulum, not the phagolysosome. Answer choice 4, cell extravasation is dependent on interactions with selectins and integrins. Both of these interactions are not dependent on phagolysosome acidity. And finally, answer choice 5, B7 expression is not dependent on phagolysosome acidity. And that's all for this review about antigen processing and presentation. Hopefully that was helpful. This is the MedBullets Step 1 podcast, a daily audio review session by MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. 
keep in mind that these podcasts are designed to go along with the topics on MedBullets.com, and in fact, you can listen to these episodes right on the MedBullets website or mobile app while going through the topic. If you've gotten any value from these MedBullets Step 1 podcasts so far, please consider leaving us a 5-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Also, if you are not already, be sure to follow MedBullets on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for daily high-yield content. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here on the MedBullets Step 1 podcast.